Acts 16, 6-15. Paul and those with him went through the region of Georgia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Tros. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleasing with, him, pleasing with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia. Being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them, we set sail for Troas and took straight course to Samthras, the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the woman who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyteria and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what Paul, what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. So I have a question for you all. How many of you all own a real map? More than I anticipated. I knew that Deb Core would raise her hand because she even carries maps in her car. At least the last time I rode somewhere with her, she had a map in her car. Here's another question. How many of you all can read one is conceived in sin rather than in pleasure? That one is born into evil rather than into joy? In my work, I speak to my parents and to my most distant ancestors about what I myself have found as an earthling growing naturally out of the universe. She continues, I create characters who sometimes speak in the language of immediate ancestors, characters who are not passive but are active in the discovery of what is vital and real in this world. Characters who explore what it would feel like not to be imprisoned by the hatred of women, the love of violence, and the destructiveness of greed taught to human beings as the religion by which they must guide their lives. End quote. She created these characters as the interview went on, reminding folks to find their voice and to listen to who and what God calls them. And two such characters are Shug and Selah. Celie's transformed as she finds her self-worth through the help of two strong female companions. So just like Paul, and perhaps us, Celie finds God and God's voice in community and is able to maneuver undetected paths and detours feeling sacred presence along the way. Celie and Shug, if you've seen the movie, they form an interesting relationship. It's another sermon. 
But here is one of the most moving exchanges between Shug, the pagan, as she discusses the nature of God with Seely, the confused Christian. What God do for me, I asked. She said, Seely, but she shocked. He gave you life, good health, and a good woman that loved you to death. Yeah, I say. And he gave me a lynch daddy, a crazy mama, a low-down dog of a steppa, and a sister I probably won't ever see again. Anyhow, I say, the God I've been praying and writing to is a man, and just like all the other men's I know, trifling, forgetful, and low-down. <laughs> She say, Miss Seely, you better hush. God might hear you. Let him hear me, I say. If you ever listen to a poor colored woman, the world will be a different place, I can tell you. All my life, I never cared what people thought about nothing I did, I say. But deep in my heart, I care about God. What he going to think? Come find out, he don't think. Just sit up there glorying and being deaf, I reckon. <laughs> she said, See, they tell the truth. Have you ever found God in church? I never did. I just found a bunch of folks hoping for him to show. Any God I ever felt in church, I brought him with me. And I think all the other folks did too. They come to church to share God, not find God. Some folks didn't have Him to share, I said. They the ones didn't speak to me whilst I was there struggling. Friends, God ain't just sitting up there somewhere glorifying and being deaf. God is loving and caring deeply and listening and handing out grace and forgiveness every time we ask. And God is still speaking. That's a slogan of the United Church of Christ denomination. God is still speaking. That's why there's a comma at the end of things in the United Church of Christ. Because God is still speaking. Or so we say. If we believe that to be true, if we trust that God's still speaking, then perhaps we should be willing to listen. Even when it's not kind. Perhaps we all yearn for adjusting our life's flow and go with God's flow. Perhaps we might be open to supporting you. God is trying to tell us.